Okay, I'm just going to say it. God doesn't make mistakes. Not at all. Not at all. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited to talk about Moses and share this man who threw out excuse after excuse after excuse of why he was not qualified. And we know, what is the, what do we know to be true? That God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So whatever you're in right now, wherever your business is sitting right now, he has a reason for that. And are you being obedient or are you throwing out excuses for why why this or that isn't happening and keeping the Lord from blessing you? So we're going to just take a glimpse at one small portion of Moses as he is getting ready to, as the Lord has called him to deliver the Israelites. And then we're going to finish it with a promise, God's promise. And oh, it's so, yeah, this is written thousands of years ago, but God's promises still ring true. So let's hop in and get started. Hey, Kingdom Builder, welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. Are you ready to create more success in your network marketing business as a Christian? Can I hear an amen? Imagine if you weren't afraid of success because you knew it was aligned with God's plan for your life. You could quickly identify the lies you're believing from the enemy. Imagine if you were confident in your sales because you had a strategic plan that was biblically based. You were able to stop chasing the comp plan and find peace in God's plan. Imagine if you didn't have to hustle harder to see the provision you're dreaming of. You could stop being a slave to your phone, customers, and company. It's time, friend, to create a kingdom, biblical mindset so you can build the business the Lord has for you. That's why I'm offering Business Breakthrough Coaching Calls. Your Business Breakthrough Coaching Call is a one-on-one call where you'll learn how to have a biblical mindset, create a roadmap for renewing your mind, and be prepared for what the Lord has for you in your business. Creating a success mindset in your network marketing business is possible. Go to bit.ly slash business breakthrough coaching to schedule your 60 minute one-on-one call. 
I cannot wait to hear from you and I can't wait to see all the breakthroughs you're gonna have. Go click the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly slash business breakthrough coaching. I'll see you there. Okay, let's get started. We are going to be talking a bit about Moses. So here's the thing. You've heard me talk about how vital reading is to your business. It helps with your creativity. It helps with your content. It, it helps in so many different ways. And there's a million different books that you could read. And I'm all for it. Go read them. But the one that is going to make the biggest impact in your life is God's word. It is active. It is living. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. We've talked about that before. You know that to be true. And here's what happens. Oftentimes, the Lord speaks to me and touches my heart while I am reading his word and while I am pouring over in my morning devotion time. And that's exactly what happened this morning. We've spent a considerable amount of time recently talking on the lies that we believe from the enemy, the lies that we allow in, the ways in which we make excuses for why we're not where we're supposed to be or where we thought we would be or the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And this morning, the Lord hit me in such a tangible way. I love how personal God's word is. I love how practical it is. And I love how real the people are in his words. I'll be honest, if it were me writing the Bible, it would have been like the Instagram version, like all the good things. And we would have just omitted like the negative parts, you know, David, Bathsheba, stuff like that. And what we're going to talk about today. So I've entitled this that God does not make mistakes. And my question to you, friend, are your excuses keeping you from the blessing the Lord has for you in your social selling network marketing business? Think about that for a second. What are you fighting the Lord on? So we're going to get straight into it. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that I am reading through the Bible and I've been, I think I'm on like week five. Yeah, week five. I love it. I'm ashamed to say that I have never read through the entirety of the Bible all at, you know, one time. And by that, I mean throughout a year. I've certainly read bits and pieces and and a good majority of it, but I know I'm going to get to parts where I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, I didn't even know that was in there and I'm excited. And I have to say the Lord has just given me a thirst, a hunger and thirst for his word that is supernatural. In fact, I, I get up super early in the morning and I'm not falling asleep while I'm reading this. Now, caveat, I have not gotten to Leviticus yet and Deuteronomy and the laws and, you know, whatnot. But I do believe that my God wants me to be reading this and he wants you to be reading it as well. And I would encourage you to find a plan that works for you. Side note, the one that I'm using is called the five-day Bible reading plan, something like that. I don't have the title in front of me, but it's something like that. I love it. And often I get to the weekends and I miss it. I'm like, I just want to read. But I'm like, no, I'll have, I have other things I can read. So anyways, that was a, a side note. So we are in Exodus 4. And here's what caught me. So Moses, God has just come to Moses. So a little, a little backstory, you know, we've, we've, 
seen Joseph and all that God did through that. Now we come into Exodus and the it's been like 400 years. People don't know who Joseph is anymore. They don't know that story. And the, the Pharaoh, the king, is now a little nervous because the Israelites have grown exponentially in numbers. And he's thinking, gosh, you know what? What's going to happen if they decide one day they want to overthrow us? Like their numbers outnumber ours. They could easily overthrow us. What are we going to do? So they just start treating the Israelites poor, even worse. They are slaves and they are just so unkind. Whereas if you remember with Joseph, the Pharaoh, the king, he was so kind kind to the Israelites, to Joseph and his family and, and the Hebrews. And so here we find ourselves in Exodus 4, where God is like, okay, hey, Moses, so I I want you to go and and you're going to go, you know, remove my people from, from Egypt. And in, in chapter 4, verse 1, I just love the gall of Moses. And I like to think I'm different, but the reality is no. I do this way too often. So first, we're going to see three excuses from Moses and then God's reply within each of those. So first, Moses says, um, they're not going to believe me or listen to my voice. They're, they're just going to say, the Lord didn't appear to you. And so verse two, God says, grab the staff and that he's holding and throw it on the ground. And what happens? It turns into a snake. He jumps back. Moses jumps back. He's like, oh my gosh. God says, no, no, no pick it up, go take it by the tail and pick it up. And it turns back into a staff. Cool, right? He says, okay, now take your hand and put it into your cloak. And he pulls it out and it's leprous. It's it's white, it has leprosy. He tells Moses, put it back into your cloak, pulls it out and it's restored like the rest of his flesh. Oh my goodness. So he's like, okay, now you can go. Like show them these signs. And Moses comes back in verse 10 and he says, oh, but but God, I am, I'm not eloquent. I never have been and I'm not now. So I'm, oh, I'm also slow of speech. And in verse 11, God says, who made the mouth of man? Now go and I will be your mouth. Okay. Okay. So killed that excuse. Number three in verse 13, Moses just flat out says, please send someone else. Just send someone else. And this is what I think is so interesting is verse 14. It says, then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know he can speak well and tells him, behold, he's coming out to to meet you. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his, with his mouth, mouth and will teach you both what to do. So God's like, okay, grab Aaron. I'm going to tell you what to say. You're going to tell Aaron what to say. Aaron's going to say it. Okay, done, right? Okay, all these excuses are done. No. Moses is constantly full of excuses, and it made me think of myself. And I have a feeling that there's some out there like me who are constantly throwing excuses up to God. I was talking with a client recently and she was in a, like an actual, like fighting with the Lord. Like she knew he was putting something on her heart and she was like, no, I'm going to try this. Like this will do it. Like this will, this will appease it. Right. And in our talking, 
she was realizing that she had been putting excuse after excuse after excuse in front of the Lord. And as a result, she was not having peace. She was exhausted. She was feeling run ragged from her business because she kept putting God off. And I'm wondering, friend, what excuses are you throwing up to the Lord? What what are you saying? Oh, they're not going to believe me. They won't buy from me. They won't trust me. And God's like, no, I, I, I'm going to give you the ability to do that. You know, oh, I, I can't, I can't go on a live and talk because it's scary. That's scary. I, I don't want to do that. And okay, well, who made your mouth? Have you prayed about it? Have you taken that before the Lord? Like, what are the excuses that you're throwing up and saying, okay, well, I, I can't be where I want to be. So, you know, whatever. And the Lord's like, my daughter, are you even trusting me? Are you even asking me? Are you even consulting with me? Because now I'm going to remind you of what God promises. And here's the thing. Sure, uh, uh, this is directed to the Israelites and, and, you know, at this time in Exodus, but it's true for us today because he is our God. So I'm going to read chapter six, Exodus six, verses two through eight. God spoke to Moses and said to him, this is so cool. So cool. I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groanings of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you from an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. How many times does it say, I will, I will, I will. This is the same God. We worship the same God. What are you holding back from fully giving over to the Lord because you're thinking, oh, you know what? My my trial is too big. My foe is too big. I mean, hello, Pharaoh. Like he immediately just started persecuting the Israelites even more as soon as Moses came in. So, so what are we withholding from God and saying, ah, oh, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. It's, and God's like, my daughter, I want all of that. I want to hold all of that because I am the God who appeared to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I am God Almighty. He is your God too. He is my God too. So whatever you have in front of you that you feel 
the Lord doesn't care about, it's insignificant, it doesn't matter, or it's too far away. Are you taking it to the Lord? Are you laying it as at his feet or are you sitting in the excuses and keeping yourself from the blessings that the Lord has for you in your business, your family? Because here's the thing. Those blessings pour out in big ways. Something just happened yesterday. Uh, my computer died. My big iMac, I had bought it. Well, come to find out, it's nearing obsolete. And I was, I called Apple. They're working on it with me. And we find out like it it's dead. It died. It's, it's over. So they give me, you know, after like 40 minutes, they give me a referral of a place, you know, somewhat locally that's an authorized dealer that I can take it to and they can, you know, check it out and do perform surgery. Like we did first aid on it. No joke. There is a button for first aid and it failed. So... I do what I like what anyone else would do, right? And I go to Facebook and I'm like, hey, does anybody know of a place local to me? Because the one that they recommended was like 30 minutes away. Is there anyone in my general valley that, um, you know, could help? I my And I list out, you know, my iMac 2013 has kind of died. So I have a couple of people respond. One lists out the place that, that Mac had mentioned to me. And another one's like, hey, you know, message me. Um, we can help. I was like, cool. So I message him and then he's like, hey, just give me a call. So I I call him and he's like, yeah, we just got some new iMacs. And um, if there's not anything that you need off of your Mac, I'll just swap it out for you. I'm like, what? Like, you know, that time where you're just like dumbfounded. You're like, I'm sorry. Huh? Like, okay, but like how much? Like what? He's like, no, no, no. We just got some new ones. I'll swap. I'll swap one out for you. I'm like, Okay, like literally speechless. I'm rarely speechless. I'm sitting there speechless. And so I'm thinking, okay, they've gotten some new ones and they have a couple of the old ones, you know, that they haven't gotten rid of yet. And we'll just, it'll still be an upgrade from my nearly obsolete uh, iMac. So after I pick my daughter, he's like, come by the office after you pick your daughter up from school. So sure, that's what we do. I walk in, friend. It is a brand new Brand new iMac. You know how they came out with the colors? It's blue. I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait, what? And immediately I thought, the Lord is so incredibly kind. He blesses in an overabundant, exuberant way. This was not even in my realm of consciousness. And it made me immediately think of how many times do I throw excuses out? This can't happen. This can't happen because of whatever. And the Lord's like, Michelle, I'm your mouth. I created your mouth. I created every part of you to do what you can do. I want to be part of all of this. And I was sharing this with my one of my podcast groups. And I was like, I know it's like it's. It's a, it's a computer, like in the grand scheme of things. And a friend came back and she's like, Michelle, no, this was the Lord's provision for you. This is your business. This is the way that you bring in income. This is the way, like enlisted all of these things where even in that I had minimized what God had done. And 
immediately as I read this morning from Exodus, I thought, oh my goodness gracious, what are the excuses I've thrown up? Because immediately I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be too much money. I can't afford that. I can't buy one right now. Blah, 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 blah. I never took it to the Lord in prayer. Like, help me with this because I had decided it was too insignificant. Is that you, friend? Like, are you making the decision for the Lord? Like, my business is too insignificant. I'm not going to bring you in on it. I would just encourage you to go back to Exodus chapter 6. Read 2 through 8 and you see God's promises to his children. Look through there. I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Okay, yeah, we're not under a burden of Egyptians, but we are under burden of sin and we are under other burdens. You have trials. The Lord will deliver you from those things if we put our hope and trust in him. Your business, where whatever it is, take it to the Lord in prayer. Because God does not make mistakes. He has you where he has you for a very specific reason. Okay, friend, let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, I thank you so much that you will bring us out of the burdens that we are under. You will deliver us. You will take us to where you want us to be. We need to put our hope, our faith, our trust in you. Please convict us of the times in which we are making excuses and keeping you from pouring out blessings upon us. I thank you for all of the ways in which you have poured out blessing upon blessing upon blessing, even if it's in what we would think small ways and order. That's huge. We get paid on those orders. That provides a computer, an opportunity, a new a new person on our team. Whatever it is, Father, thank you. Thank you for the ways in which you provide. I pray that you would just abundantly bless each and every woman who is listening today and convict her, convict myself of the areas in which I am throwing out excuses rather than trusting you. In your son's precious name, amen. Friend, go out and grow against the grain of this world. Put all of your hope and faith and trust in the Lord. Give him your business. And I'll see you next time. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.